Hey everyone, welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm really happy to be here for a couple reasons. One, we had a little bit of a sabbatical. We came out with a recent episode with Emmett, but my boy Cody over here, Let's go. He, he wasn't around. So welcome back, Cody, everyone. I'm happy to be here, and I couldn't be happier that the first episode back, we got we got a fellow winner joining the Winner's Circle. Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. in the winner's circle, baby. That's right. <laughs> and so before we jump into it, Kevin, obviously we're really excited to have you here. We just want to take a quick second to give a shout out to the sponsor of this week's episode, BetterHelp. All right. So as I just said, guys, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. I've definitely been there between balancing your work and home life, whether it's taking the kids to school, dealing with issues they may be having, or my own personal issues, whether it's things going on that I'm feeling or something that's going on at work, whatever the case may be, we all go through it. And in a lot of situations, when you compartmentalize those things, they can kind of get worse. So that's why you really want to have that opportunity to talk to someone to kind of get those things out. And so that maybe after you talk about it, you're better equipped to handle the situation. Now, we know that a lot of people associate burnout with work, but that's not always the cause. And any of our roles in our life, they can lead to feeling burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's For me, it's a lot of the time the burden that comes with all the stress of like work and what I need to be doing the next day. And am I doing enough in in my life to kind of get myself further? And a lot of times what I'm associating it with is not right. And so getting it out there to an outside perspective has really, really benefited me and has gotten me back on track a lot of times much quicker than I would have probably done myself. And so we love better help. And we think that anybody out there that feels like they're being overwhelmed and there's just weight on their shoulders, something like BetterHelp can really help you. So BetterHelp is online customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So for our listeners of the winner's circle, we get you 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. So all you need to do is go to betterhelp.com slash winner's circle. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash winner's circle, and you will get 10% off your first month. All right. So we're back. And like Cody said before the break, we interview a few different people on here. But it's not often we get to talk to someone where we get to induct them in the real winner's circle. Because it's pulled down that dub. So everyone welcome Kevin Jacobs, winner of BB Can 10, to the show. Kevin, thanks for being here, buddy. I'm so fired up to talk to you guys today. <laughs> Likewise. How are you feeling? I feel unbelievable. It's amazing. Uh, it was it was a lot coming out. like Yeah. Because you're just so in there and you have no idea how anything's going but it seems like people like the season it seems like uh the cast was a big hit i'm fired up i'm also like i'm going back to work next week it's very easy to like get caught up in 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 everything i'm going back and putting my head down and getting to business that's smart smart move bud i did the same thing it was funny because we were uh i was talking to emmett blois from bb can one uh, a couple f- few nights ago, episode just came out, and we were talking about your. Yeah, win. I watched it. Yeah, you watched it. Okay, cool. Oh, you sound like you got some 
feedback or something you might want to say. No, I, no, I liked it. I got okay. it. I just, it's just because I just watched it. Like yeah, it just hour. came out. It just came yeah. out. And it was interesting because I didn't realize it at the time. But there's so many similarities between BB Can 10 and how it played out in BB 16. Yeah. And all the way down to Josh winning comps and, you know, realizing when you get to jury, Cody's right here. Mm-hmm. Jury really had their minds made up. They really, really did. And as we were talking about it, I'm like, damn, very similar way it played out. Very similar. And so what do you think about the season now? I'm assuming you've watched both BBUS and BB Can. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you've had a chance, have, have you gone back and watched the show yet? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. So, okay. Wow. So what do you think? That, that he literally is spot on to you, but that's what you you like watched it right away. <laughs> that's what I I did too. And I went right back yeah. to work too. Yeah. So what's your takeaway as uh, being as impartial as you can be looking at it in its totality now, comparing it as a super fan, you know, seeing other seasons, yeah. what do you think about it? Obviously you're happy, but be critical. What's what's highs, lows, what are you thinking about it overall? I think it's a great season. It's very hard to be unbiased talking about it, but I love the season. I had a good time in there. Um, Like I said, I think the cast is great from the top down. Like you have a big character like Jay going out in week two. Uh, The pre-jury is interesting. You've got your little... uh, So, okay. So you you guys are doing your thing. You're doing well in BB16, right? Devin comes through, just takes a baseball bat to everything. I had my version with Kyle yes. where yes. it seemed like it was going to be a bit of a steamroll with the season, but Kyle shows up in week three, just has this ridiculous HOH. Everything falls apart. And that was really good for me. From yeah. then on, like it's, it's fun. There isn't, no one can deal with power. There aren't any amazing HOHs. Like there isn't a huge Alliance that's running everything. And that to me is really fun because I think optimal like BB strategy is a lot of what you guys pulled off uh, in Cody you twice. But sometimes it's fun when it's complete nonsense and it's just going back and forth like a ping pong ball. Yeah, you guys I, had that. So Kevin, I would say this was my first time ever watching Big Brother Canada, mm-hmm. and not only just watching it, covering it. So it, it, I was very into exactly what you just said—the aspect that it seemed different from big brother us in the sense that there wasn't just one alliance that made the whole season and and i understand why as a viewer people find it boring they like always like peg it as boring but as like you know strat like strategic players that's not what we care about we care about it going in our direction and for you it was so perfect because in the chaos you like navigated it perfectly and it went and i want to say kudos to you because after that week three is when you really came alive and you saw like you weren't so I'll say this to you. In the beginning, I thought you were just going to be a character. I was like, Kevin cares more about a character to be a character on the show than maybe he's going to care to be a player. And then in week three, you just saw, no, 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 Kevin is a strategic, strategic player. And so I'll take my foot out of my mouth and say to you that I was completely wrong. And in that third week is where you really came alive and you've navigated that alliance falling apart and slithered your way right in between all of the chaos. It was brilliantly, masterfully done. Well, if you watch my bio and I'm your winner pick, that's concerning. Like there's something wrong. You haven't seen the show. If you watch that and you're like, oh, this guy's going to do what he says he's going to do. That doesn't make any sense. So I I don't blame. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, dude, you did it right. And I would even go on a limb. We just, this is the first time we're meeting, but I, I even did it to a, a lesser extent. But you being a super fan, you know the characters that they cast and you knew what character you wanted to convey to casting so that they would say, we want to see this guy on TV. Because you know, once you get in there, whether you abide by that character that you presented through the casting process or through your intro videos, they can't do nothing about it then at that point. I even did some things where I was like, oh, I'm going to go in there and play super hardcore undercover. But when I got in there, I was more boring. I just kind of was methodical. But I knew I just had to get into the house. I had to make casting and the producers want to see good TV. And then once I got in there, I could do my own thing. And I feel like you may have manipulated BB can casting just like you did the house, which honestly, the game starts during mm -hmm. auditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think there's the villain that you put into like two minutes of a video and then there's a villain that's over 69 days right like those mm -hmm. are not the exact same things and also for them to present me to somebody and get the little thing beside your name kevin like cocky villain or whatever they also need to take the me that they've gotten to know and make that into something really simple for the viewers like not everybody is is a super fan people are tuning in yeah maybe three times a week but i'm the dude with the glasses i'm not anything else right mm -hmm. Yeah. No, dude, you, you did great. Did I lose you? Did you use your AirPods? No, no, no. We're good. The AirPods are good. So so when you're when you're going in, Derek, and you said you kind of played that as well, do you like for me, I was thinking about the perception of me also. Cause I know mm -hmm. that looking the way I look, like I, I have an uphill battle. I knew like like you said, Cody, like the first three weeks are gonna be hard for me. If you're making mm -hmm. a night one or two alliance, the chance of you pulling me in is pretty low. Maybe I start pitching like, hey, I'm going to be really good at the mental comms because of the way I look. Like, you know, you can make that assumption. I'm super smart. Mm -hmm. But that's almost just like painting a big target on me. So, so Derek, when you were going in, were you thinking like, what are people going to think of it? I mean, you were, you know, the beanie, the, yeah. the lion, the bow you do. When mm -hmm. I went in there, everyone was super young. I was like, damn, I'm in trouble. I'm like, everyone's super young. It's going to be hard for me to relate to them. But luckily, again, just the parallels. We, like you just said, we had the Devin situation where even Cody, who was the young, good looking guy, mm -hmm. was not in like the the super tight, small group yeah. of like Frankie and uh, yeah. Caleb and Devin. And they could have ran the house like I will never forget it. I've said it numerous times. We were doing our casting photos in the house and everyone mm -hmm. I don't have the uh, beach body like some of these guys. And we're doing the casting photos. And it was like day one in the house. And Paula was like, good job, Dave. Like she didn't even know my name. And they're like, it's Derek, it's Derek. And I'm like, wow, I'm in trouble. I'm in yeah. a lot of trouble. But luckily, I had the Devin blow up. They had brought me into the alliance. And Cody and I were able to see those fractures. And and we separated everybody. You had, I would say, a, a lot harder time than even I had. Where I was like, he could have some issues here. Because you're the people you aligned with. I aligned with Cody, who has proven to be one of the better players to ever play this game. You aligned with someone who was very good strategically, but I also was kind of on the outsides looking in. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I was like, damn, who is he going to really go with here? You had Marty, but Marty was kind of a wild card too. You didn't know where he was going to go from week to week. But I feel like you found a way to align yourself. When I saw the live feeds, you kind of took on the persona of the person you were talking to very subtly, where you found those nuances in themselves that you kind of... I don't know, you were a chameleon in that way where you you kind of bounced it back at them. And I feel like those commonalities that you built with each person, although they may not even be who you really are, is what allowed you to 
to get in and have them trust you like Josh. Josh and Marty, very different people, but they both trusted you unconditionally. How do you do that? Well, you have to manipulate the situation. You have to conform to what they are incentivized by. And I feel like you had a very good read on people and an ability to do that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's also super easy to go in and just, you know, have a big mouth. Those first couple of weeks, like I just, mm-hmm. I just shut up. I just shut up. Yes. And I just sat there for a bit and, and observed. And, and that for sure, like looked to people like I was a weirdo, which I am. Uh, I was okay with that. But then you stick around long enough, like you start building those relationships, even if it is just all one-on-one after a while, people start to think they can control you. And they don't know that you have those other relationships with everybody else. And that helped me like Marty, it took him until basically the, the secret mission and, and me talking to Josh during his HOH, it took him until super late in the game to realize how close I was with Josh. So it's also, and it was already too late. It was like too late at that point. He was on his way out the door. Yeah, I almost went up on the block that week. Yeah, it was, so it we'll, was like a day early. Yeah, well, piggybacking off of that, <clears throat> you found yourself on the block very early on. Yeah. Right? And so what did you do and what did you feel in that early stage of the game? Because you're obviously very aware and just hearing how you talk about it right now shows the class of player that you are. How did you feel early on when you found yourself on the block in that first week and what did you feel like you needed to do to navigate that? Because Derek and I talk about it all the time. A lot of times those people that go on the block early find themselves like a recurring yeah. nominee. Habitual pawn. Yes. Yeah. And so what did you do to kind of navigate yourself out of that position? Because then you didn't find yourself on the block for a very long time after that. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm on the block on eviction night week one. Like my game's probably over, right? But there are a couple good things there. One is... I had a decent relationship with Herman and part of why I, who was HOH week one and part of why I went up was because he felt like it would ruffle the least feathers Two, I knew going into the game, very strong chance. I'm on the block weeks one to three, like very, very, very mm. strong chance. That's the period when I think I'm in a lot of danger. So when it happened, I was like, okay, let's get it out of the way. It opened the doors for me a lot to play the game. I did because I had the excuse of campaigning to start talking game to every single person in the house. And you don't have to go that deep because it's week one. You just kind of have to sort of start dipping your toes. Yeah, let's work together, maybe pick their brain, start establishing a personal relationship. And then what scared me more was I was an option for Marty week two. I was like, there's no way I'm letting this happen. Even if I'm a pawn in week two, then the pawn shop's open. Then I'm, I'm Betty. Then I'm going up five times this season. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want that because eventually at some point they're going to say, you know what? He, he's he got nine lives. we got to get rid of him. So yeah. great, great move by you. I like I liked how. I don't want to say you were like sympathetic, like you were like the weak, injured animal, but like you definitely played it up a little bit where I think people 100%. felt bad for you, too, where it was like, oh, man, he's and, and I think the way you handled it, we talked about this on the show. There's a way, a wrong and a right way to handle being on the block. You handled it the right way. There are other people, not to say names, Betty. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, bro, I'll say I'll say I'll say their name in a second. Where, you you know, you don't want to you don't want to compile what's happening by saying, hey, I'm on the block. Let me go threaten and piss people off more. And it's nothing against Betty personally. It's just like that's the difference between a great player and a good player. And you being on the block. Yeah, it's it's a slight against you. But you wouldn't know that by the by watching the conversations you had with Herman and when you, that you had with others who were 
consider considering putting you in the block. That is the difference between the caliber of player you are and someone who goes in there and is over over in over their head after week one. Well, like, why are you going to get an argument with somebody, right? Like, it's not, it doesn't serve you in the game unless, unless it's deliberate, unless you're trying to do that for a game. Like, it, what's getting pissed at Herman going to do for me? What's like telling people they're my target while I'm on the, like, it's, it doesn't do anything. I'm playing a game. I'm not, I'm not trying to like have my ego massaged, right? Not yeah. all, easier said than done for, for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're somebody who wants to be on a reality show. That's absolutely right. a great point. It's so much easier said than done. And you found yourself in a little bit of a a drama that you did a great job again. Like another thing that just kind of adds another notch to your belt and another layer to you as a player. You had a blow up with Betty. And she almost seemed to like see you as like, oh, it's a front what you're doing. I know you're not like this like yeah. innocent little guy. Like you're very intelligent. You're very calculated. Right. And I see it. She was right. <laughs> And so it's dangerous when somebody sees that, but you, you went a great route. I felt of like, okay, I'm not going to try to fight with her right now. I'm going to, I understand how you feel. Like you gave that whole like empathetic perspective of like, I get why you're mad at me because there was a little drama surrounding us, but now I'm going to try to build trust in you. I'm going to try to build a relationship. And then there was like a point where I was like, did Betty just forget how much she like loathed Kevin in the beginning of the season? Like she like loathed you. And so I was like, yeah. wow, kudos to Kevin again. Hey, Kevin, pretend you hate me, okay? I, I do, do hate, hate you. you. <laughs> so there are a couple things there. Best of the so, season, that by the way. was the best. But uh, see, what she didn't know is that if you tell me that you hate me, that makes me want to keep you around. Like, that's exciting for me. I know that's a, that's a screwed up thing. But for me to be in the house, like, there's also the kid in the candy store thing. Like, she's telling me she hates me. I'm like, great. I, I want you to be here for a while. You're clearly on to my game, which is dangerous. But also, Betty wasn't a huge comp threat, right? No. So it's also a good sort of enemy or frenemy to keep in the house because – Maybe people are thinking of coming after me or whatever. They might say, oh, Betty's going to go after Kevin. Betty got mad at Kevin that week. Like, So Jay, if we want to go back to Jay campaigning, Jay says to me in week two, why are you keeping Betty? She she has it out for you. And I was like, see, what you don't know is I actually kind of love that. Mm. Like, that's fun for me. You're devious, man. You're devious. Did you know going into the game, because I, I always say every great player, you name a great player, they always had – a partner that really helped them. And I know you had a few, but did you realize early on how advantageous it would be to align with someone like Josh? Cause he really didn't come on until the end there, but in the last quarter of the game, he was an absolute, he was a beast. Yeah. So I needed someone at that point in the game who was, I mean, I had, I had Marty, but I needed somebody who was good at comps because I wasn't, uh, and so I put in the work and he was always second and he actually threw a bunch of comps late. So he'd be in like the final two of them and then he would see who's about to win and then throw it right at the end. He did that when, when Herman won the Vita actually. Um, but yeah, I needed Josh. And the thing was I created sort of these, these fake sides of the house in a way. And Josh was the best person at comps on the other so-called side. So it was helpful for me to have him involved. And what I didn't realize at the time was that Josh really outside of Betty was very guarded with everyone so it took a while to break him mm-hmm. and then once i did he was in and then derek you were saying to cody i think on here uh how the secret mission was a big tell for other house guests but also for me like when josh wow, you really did your research out, i did my research i always <laughs> do my research when josh is bawling his eyes out i look at him and i'm like oh he's really really in 
Kevin, and, no. And tur- Kevin. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? I was like, what is Josh? What's going on? I I'm think glad I, said, you, I'm I'm glad I was you like, picked up on that. That was like, dude was loyal to you. Remember they so close? Yeah. yeah. So he was actually going to tell me. He told me. He kept saying, Kevin, Kevin, like, give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. I was like, no, I just wanted to get the the mission done. And I also was really worried about me, him, and Helena getting booked. Uh, he was going to tell me he was a doctor then. He was planning on pulling me. I didn't know. That. I had no idea. I thought he was just trying to beg me to stay. He was going to pull me in a room and tell me that he was actually a doctor, which would have been cool to find out else. How, how does Helena feel about all this, knowing that her ride or die was her ride or die for sure, 100%, but also had some other people who thought he was their ride or die. So yeah, she, what's her thoughts on that? She's good. We're, we're, we're buds. Uh, so I saw her face when, when in the finale, when I'm saying Josh is my number one, she, and I was like, no, like it's, it's you. The only really like bad thing I did to her was I kind of pushed her to make shitty goodbye messages. Uh, I, I just kept saying how mine are vicious. And that's because at the time I was hoping, and for I was the entire game, I was hoping we'd be sitting together at the final two. So I wanted a little bit of an advantage there. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Tried. Your goodbye messages were great. That was something that I adjusted because obviously I learned the hard way on 16 how important jury management was uh, right around the first question asked to me by jury. I was like, wow, I'm getting attacked yeah. here. What's going on? And then again, to you know your credit i was very emotional and looking to attack right back and that played right into derek's hand derek literally was like licking his chops every answer i gave i was like i don't have to say anything i guess i'm great well you just i don't know what you're doing cody but you were just great like your goodbye messages were just very methodical and that was something that i did the second go around i was like i'm gonna use my goodbye messages as my jury management I don't want to be seen attached to somebody in the house because I felt like that could be viewed in a negative light by my other house guests that I'm working with. And so I, I took advantage of my goodbye messages and that's why I loved seeing yours. Well, that's, that's one of the things that makes you so good. Like you learn from the first time and the first time you came second, like that's, that's incredible, right? A lot of people will play again and not do that, but also in the house, you've no idea. Like I thought I was losing to Josh going into the, into the jury questioning. Uh, you have no idea what they're thinking. You really don't. I thought it was going to be closer for sure. I didn't think that the jury would know how intricate of a game you played. That was a concern that I had on my season because you only got a couple minutes. I also didn't realize how much disdain, how much hate there would be for Josh. They really, really didn't like him. And that was just, I'm sure, music to your ears. Mm. But I wanted to ask you specifically, because I don't like to do like the BB can separate from us. I think you gave one of the best speeches jury final speeches there. How long did you plan for that speech? Was that straight off the cuff or did you, did you manifest being in the final two and visualize it and practice that thing for a while? Because you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, so it was basically the day of, I knew okay. I wanted wow. to go through the jury and, and, give them different messages. That was something like that Herman told me he would ever do if he was on the block in a double or triple. And I thought it was a good idea. Um, but it, the tough thing is you only have a minute, right? <laughs> you have a minute to try and explain 70 days of game. So I just wanted to make sure everybody got something, but I was more focused on trying to win the final HOH and study in that week. Mm. Same. 
Same. Yeah. Didn't work out for me either, but don't worry well, about it. We had a our, our final HOH competition was not a final HOH competition. It was like a, a crapshoot. That's why it's always funny because we go back and forth on it, Derek mm-hmm. and I, to this day still. It was like we were guessing the whole time. And the fun part was that it actually went down to the end where we had to write down a number. Because those questions on Big Brother around season 16, I think they changed it around 18. Mm-hmm. We're just like such a crapshoot. Yeah, like same thing with fans. you guys. Down yeah. to the down to the yeah. It's it was amazing how many parallels there were. Yeah. Really, like going back on it, I'm like, holy shit, that was basically BB Can 10 was BB 16 because it was a great cast, very eclectic group of people. You had the you had the strategist, you had the villain, you had drama, you had a lot of funny things, it, you, you had everything, and that's that's hard to do. Yeah, it was a good time, and like. In that final trivia, I'm having the time of my life. Like it goes to the tiebreaker, and yeah, I might be about to lose the game there. I, I mm-hmm. thought I thought I probably did when Josh won HOH, but I'm having so much fun. Like, what what else can you ask for? You know, I love that you said that too because I think that'll come as a surprise to many people. I say it all the time. Going into the final, you know, after I lose that final HOH, I truly don't know. Like they're like, did you know though? I'm like, no. I knew I was going to the finale. I knew he wasn't going to burn me, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if I was going to win. You don't know what the jury thinks of you, what they've been saying in the house. So everyone's like, no, you had to know, though. I'm like, well, I had an idea. I hoped a couple mm-hmm. people would vote for me. But like, I'd be lying if I sat here and said, like, I knew as soon as Cody took me, I had the win. The mm-hmm. The first point when I knew, like, I think I got this was when I and I tell Cody this all the time mm-hmm. is when I started hearing the questions. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew you were going to win. As soon as I started hearing the in- the tones and the inflections in their voices mm-hmm. when they were asking you a question, and then when they're asking Josh, I was like, "Oh, it's done. They they've already they've already made up their mind." He, Kevin, all he has to do is smile and tell a joke right now, and he's got this in the bag. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to know. I I didn't even I, I didn't connect it till till the votes were actually read. I, I I saw them I saw them fired up at my speech, but it just seemed. I I assumed that Josh won the triple HOH the final four or yeah the final four and then the veto and then the hoh i was like he's he's gonna win this i might get three votes i was in the same boat dude i felt the same thing i know cody was like ah i think i'm a little bit behind but i was like the the back end that he had with the jury mm-hmm. members we had as far as them being competitors like frankie and mm-hmm. and uh and caleb i was like i don't know man they might they might take those wins and give him the edge because i wouldn't be sitting in that chair if it wasn't for him yeah so, it's like are, are people going to see Derek's game? Right. So it's, yes. with me, it's Herman goes to jury. We didn't know he was going to, he was going to be the first jury member. We thought it was the next round. I left him a goodbye message, sort of owning that, that he was on the block. And until people came into the house, he's like, what, what is Kevin talking about? Like, why did he say that he was so involved with this? This doesn't make any sense. But then as people came and started to fill in the gaps, then, then it made sense to him. And so I was, I was super surprised to get his vote then. Hey, Amen. Didn't work out bad. Cody, what else you got? Uh, just I, I wanted to see because Derek and I talk about this all the time, right? And as uh, two people that have won the game, we always say there's this little aspect of luck. And we both can pinpoint exactly on each of our seasons when we felt like, uh-oh, it could go a bad way. And we had a little bit of luck on our side. For me, it was Final 5 HOH. Christmas is about to win it. And for some reason, she rushes and pops a ball out. And it opened the door for Nicole to win the HOH. And in that week, it would have been Christmas HOH. Nicole would have won the veto. I'm assuming it's the same thing. And I would have I would have gone home. So that to me is that real luck where it could have went because it wasn't Christmas was in the lead. And it, if it went to her, my game is done in final five. And then I don't even get to the finals. 
Derek, we talk about it all the time. Season 16, it was like roughly around the middle when Donnie came back or Nicole came back into the house and Donnie had a chance to win HOH. Mm -hmm. um, and so do you feel like there was a situation where, oh, that it like, it almost seemed like the B, the BB wins blew in your direction when if they blew opposite, it could have been something that like caused you to lose. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one and then, and then a, a further second one. Mm. Marty walks in night one. He's wearing bears on his shirt. Uh, it's it's the gummies. Like he, so I was going out. I I was the option to go up beside Josh that week. Betty wins the veto. Canada also without Canada saving summer. Uh, summer goes up. Josh probably goes home that week. I'm going up beside Josh. Then Marty has his one on one meetings. I swear on my marriage. I didn't tell him to do the gummy thing, but the way that we approached that was yeah, sure a little bit of skill. Us sticking our hands in the thing and having a 25% and it going my way is for sure a lot love of that. Love. Dude, I, I love said, that. So you, did you watch the episode where we talked about this? I don't think so. I literally broke down the percentages where I, I don't know what Gino was thinking. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I did. Thinking. I did. I did watch it. So I, I, I also yeah. had the math completely wrong in the house, but it worked in my favor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was sitting there and I'm like, why? He just lowered his percentage. What is he doing? Like, yeah. it was actually better for him to just pair up with uh, JC Lynn and be title, you know, tied to her. Yeah. So you uh, said, you said that he also screwed JC Lynn, right? Mm -hmm. he, did. he gave her a lower yes. chance of winning yeah. a lower percentage. I was yeah. like, and I'm not a mathematician, but I was like, that's good math, Derek. That is good math. It's <laughs> really impressive. Was, actually, when you broke that down, when we were recording that, I was like, damn. How <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I saw you sitting there and I'm like, Oh, Kevin's like, sure. Why not? Now you just diversify the odds a little bit more. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. I'll take 25%. And the thing is like Helena or I go up, we probably stay that week, but yeah. then we're almost for sure going to the final five with, with Gino and JC Lynn. And then it's mm -hmm. like, it's tough. It's a lot harder. Totally. That's bro. a good one. That was a good example. Gummy bears. Yeah. That's a good one. What's your other one? My other one is that I didn't play a veto till, till halfway through the game. Um, it was just, like I, I probably knowing me, I probably wouldn't have won one, but it just keeps me out of the line of sight. Mm. People are watching other people. There's so much attention on you when you're playing in them and people make their, like part of the reason why Betty goes up in week two is because uh, she played in a veto. People watched her struggle and they're like, okay, Not she's an right. option. Right. Yep. Yes. yes. Any, uh, I know it's early for you. I, I, I know mine. I don't know if Cody have ever asked you this, but any regret for you, it doesn't have to be severe, but anything in the game, even though you won that you wish you would have done differently or had worked out differently. Not really. I mean, I can point to a couple areas that, that I would clean up the, at the final five, we waffled about keeping Josh or JC Lynn, uh, like that's super valuable time to just make it. And it was a razor thin decision for me. I'd ra almost rather just make the decision and then spend the next two days before the vote lay in the groundwork for the next round. We really went back and forth on it. It was the right decision at the end. And also some of it helped actually with my jury management of JC Lynn, because like I really listened to her argument to stay, uh, but just being a little bit more decisive in those moments, I would say it was, was an error. Really? You say it was an error. You think you should have kept JC Lynn over Josh? No, 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 no. Keeping Josh was the right move. Okay. But we should have just, been decisive and said, okay, we're keeping Josh the entire time. We went mm -hmm. back and forth until the day before. Yeah. Like that's no, that, valuable yeah, time to set us up. And then that's actually why I think Josh evict or told Betty to evict Helena at the final four. Mm. Interesting. That's a good one. That is a good, Hey, clearly worked out for you. Keeping Josh was the right move. That's yeah. for damn sure.
what, what's Concerned. yours? <clears throat> For me, it's simple. You know, after obviously this is all kind of no longer relevant, but after our first season, everyone thought I was just saying it to be nice. I've watched almost every season. I think Cody's one of the best players to ever play the game. And that was, I thought that after 16 and not winning that final HOH, it put him in a tough spot where we were both going to do the same thing. I get the W and basically the incredible season that he had gets kind of shit on. And it's like, oh, Cody's a dumb player. And I kept saying like, you guys don't realize he would beat 90% of your favorites, uh, if not all of them. And having him come back now for all-stars, well, guess what? Now, now everybody knows, but I wish I would have won that final HOH. It would have made my win even cleaner and Cody wouldn't have had to handle all that. How mm. many times did you get asked that, Cody? I got mauled. I I got mauled by fans after that season. They so like, I remember my game cleaner and it wouldn't, he would not answer it. You know, I you was remember just the gift small. that was circulating, bro. It was literally like you sitting oh, there. Yeah. They imposed your face and then they imposed my face on a lap dog. <laughs> Dude, it was so much. And I felt, and what do you do? What do you do in that situation? I, I laugh at it. I yeah, now, hilarious. I mean, now it's really easy to oh, laugh yeah, at. You laugh all the way to the yeah, bank. Yeah. But even after I was like, damn, this kid's getting killed. And he is 1,000%, 50%, if not more, the reason why we were so successful. I could not have done half the things I did without him. Like the hitman really was, it was one, it was a pair, but we were, st- we were a unit. And, you know, even Josh, I think Josh on this season will get some of that too, Kevin, with you, because people yeah. are going to say, you know, and I actually, I don't have that on my list of questions, but I'm going to ask you, I personally think if Josh takes Betty, he wins. What do you think? I think so too. Uh, okay. Post, See, post people season. disagree with me. Yeah. And I mean, people's like, even, even in the cast, people's opinions have, have changed, but I, I think Josh beats her in a, in he a gets close the dub. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also Josh, I think is a really like Josh is a fantastic player. Like he's, he's got a lot of crap for his one decision at the end, but mm-hmm. he, like he had 1 million number ones in the game. Yeah. No, he was Everybody. a stud. Yeah. I was really surprised by the hate he got, you know, but he was almost like his game was more transparent. Like you were very covert. So I don't even think people know exactly the game you played and they won't know until they watch the show. But Josh was more, he, he was put in a position like you had mentioned earlier with a lot of veto wins, a lot of HOH wins where he had to show his cards Yeah, and he had to choose a side and people were like, Oh, okay. I thought you were so tight with me, but you know, summer, uh, Betty, even, uh, even though she voted for him in the end, there was a couple others. Who else am I missing here where Josh made decisions where he showed that he was ultimately loyal to you. Was it Marty? Even Herman and Moose had him as their number one. Yeah, I mean, he, he yeah. definitely, and I think that hurt him a little bit because people felt like a, a loyalty with him, yeah. and in reality, he was loyal to you. I mean, you were his number one, right? I mean, clearly, he fucking sent yeah. everyone else home before yeah. you. And that's the other nice thing about, uh, you know, being a nerdy dude with glasses or at least giving off that that perception. When I actually turn on people, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's Kevin. Like, that's what we he we thought he was. Yeah, yeah, we should have seen it coming. Whereas with with Josh, it's like a little bit more. It hurts more because you net you mm. don't see it coming. Yeah, yeah that's I true. Felt, I felt Josh, and you know, there was a point where this is where I feel like his game kind of was a downfall. And I said it in our episodes of the Winner's Circle. Josh was like dying to win competitions to draw the line himself in the sand. And I was like, Josh, you're in such a perfect position. Why yeah. would you want to show your cards? Where you, on the other hand, you knew situations to be like, I don't. 
I don't, I mean, I'm not going to win. I'm like kind of in a good position and I don't really feel the need to until the end, which we talk about a lot where you were like, I want to get some wins under my belt so I can use that in my speech. Josh just wanted yeah. to win to like target people where you wanted to win to like add to your resume. And that's where I felt like for me, I picked Josh to win early on. That's who my pick was for the season. Um, because I was like, he just seems like a very genuine, very nice guy that a lot of people are going to be attracted to and want to work with because he seems so caring. But then he started saying stuff like that. And that's where, because a lot of times, you know, when you watch the feeds, people just have a million conversations. So it's impossible to really divulge which truth is theirs because we have a million combos, right? And so you'll have a conversation with Betty that'll be different than the conversation yeah. with Marty than JC Lynn. And yeah. as a viewer, people are like, oh, you don't watch the feeds. Kevin's doing this, Kevin's doing that. I'm like, well, I'll find out what Kevin's actually thinking when I watch the live show and in Kevin's DR, he speculates on all of it. And that's yeah. where Josh, for me, kind of like, I was like, I don't know if he's got the strategy to really go further to the end. But like Derek said, I was blown away with how badly he just was like disliked because I felt like he was so genuine. I was like, why are they going so hard on him? Well, that's the nice thing about people not liking me as much as they liked him, right? It <laughs> they felt more hurt by it. I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. So what's the plan? What's the plan for, uh, I know you said you're going back to work. What's the plan for the money? Um, make good decisions. Uh, I got, Don't invest it in the stock market right now. Just wait. Uh, yeah. I, it doesn't look good out there. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's hard in the streets right now, Kevin. I ain't going to lie to you. Me and Cody are both in the same boats. I won't even look. I, I haven't looked in months, I looked, bro. I looked. I checked. It's, it's not good out there. It's hard out there right now. So fun. No, um, I'm starting to sweat. Is everybody getting hot or is it just in my room? I'm going to donate a little bit. Uh, awesome. somebody, somebody close to me uh, got breast cancer a couple weeks before I went out. Um, so I'm trying to find the right organization to work with. So, so I'm going to do a little bit there and then try and make good decisions. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Is there an organization things, but... that you would want to shout out to kind of help that person that you said don't, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Cause I love that. Uh, cancer has been something that's in my family. So I, I, that hits for me. So is there some, because anybody that watches this, that wants to help Kevin and the person that means something to him, I think that would be great. Um, yeah. You know what? Let me look well, it up right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually meeting with them. Um, right after this, it's called a uh, rethink breast cancer. They're, they're a small organization. They're Canadian based. Uh, they're actually, uh, they, they help young people who get it. Um, which is we the, think well if you have a, a link or something send it to us after yeah. this and we'll definitely we'll post it, it on the YouTube. screen right here for youtube and it'll be in the description for audio i can post it on the audio version uh i only yeah, have one awesome. final thank you i only have one final question cody do you have any other questions before no, i ask this no, I okay this is i'm gonna put you under the hot seat a little bit here Kevin, because i've i've had this question and, and yeah. cody's had this question and you seem like a very transparent pragmatic guy so i feel like you're going to answer this we'll see yeah um, i know it's coming do you i want to see how good you are what question is coming this yeah. will, this would impress me if you know what this I'm, question i'm going to sound like an asshole you're going to ask nope. me about, the, Go about the about the the goat conversation and, and wherever dude he's fucking good oh my yeah. god you're fucking good all right so yeah. let me fr let me frame it up for you here yeah okay you're not a dumb dude. Okay. Let's just pull that aside. You ain't manipulating us. All right? You didn't fall for it? No, we, no, you ain't fooling me. Yeah. So ultimately you've watched almost every season. Have you watched every season? I feel, I feel like you have. I, I, almost every season. Okay. Not, I'm, not every almost every season in the U.S. I'm yeah. assuming every season it can. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know what you did this season. I mean, you've had some time. You watched the show. 
How do you think you stack up against some of the other people in that conversation? I know this is a bad answer. I don't care. I like, I, it's amazing. It's amazing to be in the conversation. It's, it's the coolest thing ever. When I got out to, you know, press day, you haven't, you haven't, to the exit press, you haven't spoken to anybody. You've no idea how anything's received and people start asking you stuff like that. It's one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Um, I'm going to leave it to, to others to, to answer that. It's incredibly cool to be in the conversation. However, like I like when people have opinions. So if you think I am in that, great. If you think I'm not even close and my game is terrible and I got lucky, like I love that too. Well, then you were watching I, a different show. I don't really know what show you watched at that point. So it's, I lied. I lied. I got one more question. Will you yeah. come back? Will you come back? And I know it's so early and the answer yeah. changes by the day, but mm-hmm. will, would you come back? Emmett, we're talk, uh, we were talking about it's time for Big Brother Can All-Stars. I truly believe that. Whether you're there or yeah. not, it might not be time for you because you just played. It's tough. You got to kind of get back to normal life. But you got 10 seasons now. You absolutely have 16 players that could fill sure. out an All-Star cast and it'd be a worthy cast. What do you think? If you get the call, which, spoiler alert, you're going to get the call, uh, do you, would you go? So I'm answering the call. I'm considering it. There are a couple things. One is I got to be able to just in my life, I got to be able to take that time off. That's, that's a huge decision. Uh, two is because I don't, yeah, it's the legacy conversation is really cool, but because I don't care about that, there's less pressure. Like if I come and I'm the first evicted, yeah, it'll suck, but also it's whatever. I get six Almost more a compliment, days right? Almost a compliment. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Sure. Uh, three is I got to play completely differently, which is also fun because no one will believe a word I say when I get <laughs> Hi, into the house. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the club, bud. Yeah. Same boat, uh, which is which is kind of fun also. Uh, so if I can, I would. I don't know if if I'll be able to, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm answering the phone. Mm. Well, we hope you do. And I want to say we're starting the trend with you. I just remembered it now. Cody, remind me, we got to do one for Xavier too. We're going to start a trend and you're going to be the first one. We're going to okay. backlog and get it to Xavier as well. After this, send me an email with uh, or DM whatever with your address Yes. You're getting a Winter Circle t-shirt with your size. It's an exclusive club, buddy. You're part of it now. XL, yes. baby. So congratulations. Hey, XL is a Cody, would you like to say it? Would you like to give the introduction here? I, I gave it last time. Welcome to the Winter Circle. Yeah, there you go. Oh. A little bit more passion, buddy. I will. I was confused. I was questioning. You know, I'm on my head. Dude, I'm still getting back into it. I just flew home. That's true. Like, a little jet lag. Yeah. A little jet lag. You 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 take it away. I like how you say it. I Kevin, like, you know. We always end this episode by saying, you know, thank you for joining us here at the Winner Circle. But we at the Winner Circle want to officially welcome you to the Winner Circle. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you so much. This well was a done. lot of fun. Thanks well for done. having me, guys. What's your social media so everyone can follow you, Kevin? Keep up on what you're doing. I don't know if you're a big social media guy or whatever, but whatever handle you want them to follow you on, just yeah. let them know what it is. At Kevin Ted Jacobs on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be around for at least another week and then we'll see what happens. Well, you might be getting rid of it, the social. I, I'm what? not going to get rid of it, but like, I, I don't know that I'm, that I'm going to be too active. We'll see. This is all new to me. Like my buddy convinced me to make my Instagram public a week ago. I was like, okay, fine. Dude, we're so sad. I didn't even have Instagram before I went on the show. I didn't even have it. I didn't even have I'm, it. I, I feel you, bro. Know. I feel Wait, you. Say, say your Instagram again, Kevin. Kevin Ted Jacobs, I think. Let me let me. Kevin to, I just I slid in your DM, so it's got to be on there. I'll look real quick too, but I'm pretty sure it's Kevin Ted Jacobs. Yep, Kevin Ted Jacobs. Follow him, guys. Kevin Ted Ted Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. No, it's great. We'll We'll get that T-shirt out to you for sure. 
and uh, people wait. can follow you. We're going to have the link up as well for the the uh, the organization that you mentioned. Do you want to say it one more time? Rethink Breast Cancer. Rethink Breast Cancer. Dot com. Yeah. Give them so if you got a couple Thank bucks hanging around, let them let them know and uh, donate it to a good cause. We'll have it in the description below. Kevin, we want to appreciate you joining us here on the Winner's Circle. We want to pre- we want to thank everyone out there for joining us on the Winner's Circle. And we didn't say it at the beginning of this episode, but we'll say it now. Cody, tell them in case they forgot. It's been a while. I, I know. Right. And I, I, this is how much I'm out of it already. I took out of uh, like a couple of weeks off. Please, guys, subscribe to the channel. We really do appreciate it. And if you are listening on audio, drop a five-star review and leave a comment. All of this really helps us. Subscribing on YouTube costs zero, and it helps us immensely. We love you guys. We love the community. And we just want to keep it going here. So, And this was our first season, Big Brother Canada, of many, hopefully. So, yeah. Help and us you want to be in because we're going to have uh, Big Brother 24 is casting right now. I had mentioned on the last episode, Tiffany's coming back from Big Brother 23. She's going to be part of the season this year. We got some plan- things planned. So you definitely want to be in the loop. Guys, we appreciate you joining us here on the Winner Circle. We will see you next week.